You're listening to the CRBC Barbados Podcast. I'm your host, John Rittersgaard, pastor of Covenant Reformed Baptist Church of Barbados. All right, I got to give a bit of a disclaimer here. I apologize in what you're about to hear for the distractingly bad sound quality. It was only after we recorded this first episode at Pastor Chris Powell's house in Toronto that we realized that the audio was terrible. We've since figured out what the problem was and we've corrected that, so episode two and following should be better. And in fact, as time goes on, we're probably only going to get better and better at the technical aspects of doing a podcast. But the first episode is what it is. And because obviously we're so far apart in Toronto and in Barbados, we don't have the opportunity to re-record. So it is what it is. Hope you are able to at least make out most of what was said and hope that it's enjoyable. And uh, here it goes. This is the inaugural episode of the CRBC Barbados podcast, and I'm your host, John Rittersgaard, the lead pastor of CRBC Barbados. Today, I'm joined by my co-pastor, Chris Powell, who lives in Canada, but works together with me to provide pastoral leadership to CRBC Barbados, which is shorthand for Covenant Reformed Baptist Church of Barbados. So Chris, we're a couple of Canadian guys sitting together around a table in your house in Scarborough, Ontario, Canada recording the first episode of this official podcast of a Barbadian church. This episode, you know, Chris, we've got to give people answers to the questions that they must be asking. (laughs) And we can start with this. How did a couple of Canadian guys come to be pastors of a church in Barbados? Well, I think the answer to that is pretty simple. It's the sovereignty of God. Because uh, I think when we first met, um, although there was, Barbados on the radar, it certainly, in my mind, was way far away. And mm. uh, my thoughts were more local. Like we're in the city of Toronto, I was thinking more uh, church planting in the southern Ontario region. Well, tell people a little bit about yourself. So so when you say we and you were thinking about church planting in the southern Ontario region, tell us a little bit about who you are for people who may not have met you yet. Yeah, well, I am... Uh, the lead pastor of Covenant Baptist Church here in Toronto. We've been around since 1974. Uh, the church was founded by my father, uh, Lee Powell. He was uh, came over to Canada in 1963. He was converted under the ministry of Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones during sort of a rediscovery of Reformed uh, theology and, and preaching in, uh, in Europe, and then came here, trained at Westminster, and ended up um, planting this church, our, our, our church here in Toronto. Covenant Baptist Church, which uh, was basically planted the year after I was born. And uh, I have grown up in the church, and aside from uh, a brief stint in the States where I did my uh, my seminary training and did some church planting, um, I've been a member of this church since I was uh, baptized, age mm-hmm. seven in the Lord's grace. One day in late 2014, you look in your email inbox, and you see yeah. an email from a guy named John Ritterskaird up in Peterborough and, and tell us about that, how we, how we met and what happened after that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting because, um, I recognized the name. I knew the family name, um, but I didn't know you. I, I knew the idea of you. Um, mm-hmm. in fact, uh, as you know, your mom years ago was a member of our church, uh, and was a pianist in our church. And so I knew your mom. Um, and, uh, so I saw the name, and, but I, I get a lot of email and honestly, um, I looked at the email and, and it was just, you know, you expressing a desire to get together and to talk. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, it was, it was interesting to me, but I, you know, the part of me was like, well, 
oh well we'll see where this goes but mm -hmm. you know i i, I uh um I, w I wasn't really sure what uh what direction it could be so uh, i think we agreed to meet you were uh in peterborough at the time and uh i was here in in yeah, east scarborough and we decided to meet at a truck stop um mcdonald's i think, I think it was a mcdonald's yeah 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 uh, met for breakfast Oshawa or something like that. Uh, we met for breakfast and then yeah. we stayed so long talking. Now we, we had lunch. Like, well, we might as well get lunch too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was such a what a what a blessed day that was. You know, yeah. like I remember coming. It was uh, just coming into the parking lot and, and meeting you, and um, you, know, you had a lot of questions, and uh, we, we covered like a broad range of topics. Yeah, we talked about a number of things, and and for me, what was really on my heart was to plant a confessional Reformed Baptist church in Barbados. And I had talked to my fellow elders at the church I was serving at the time, and they were supportive in principle of planting. Uh, but they suggested if you, if that's the kind of church you want to plant, a confessional Reformed Baptist church, it would probably make sense for you to be sent out by one. So that prompted me to reach out to you and say, hey, can we consider this and explore this and work towards the possibility of sending us out of covenant to plant in Barbados? Yeah, and I mean, I, I was I was encouraged just by your attitude, and and I think, uh, you know, even you know your humility in coming and saying, you know, like I'm not sure, and uh, would you examine me, and and uh, you know, like I think that as the con conversation progressed, you know, like some of the ideas of of actually like moving to the city were discussed. I mean, it was still early days at that particular point in time, but we we covered a lot of ground in that original conversation. I think we both left rather excited about how the Lord had just arranged the meeting and, and what might possibly uh, come out of it. Um, I will say that in our initial conversation that I wasn't necessarily, I, I heard the Barbados uh, being presented, but my own mind, my, my vision at the time was, you know, we need to plant Canada and, mm -hmm. and uh, but, you know, we need church planters and we need people with experience. And you were coming, you know, seeking to, you know, to have your gifts examined and, and go through a, you know, uh, an ordination process and various things, but you're coming also with some pastoral experience. As well. mm -hmm. So, um, that's not a very, uh, common experience. Mm -hmm. So that was exciting in that sense. as well. So in the beginning you were open to exploring this together, but you were probably not keen on the idea of planting in Barbados and thinking more about GTA or, or elsewhere in Ontario or yeah. Canada. What changed your mind, Chris, that, that you got on board and said, you know what, this, is something we should do. We really should plant this church in Barbados. Going back to the original answer, it's like God. Like mm -hmm. it became evident, um, you know, like as we grew in our relationship, and you, uh, you know, we're, we're sharing more about what was going on in Barbados. Context, creating the nation, and various other articles, passing articles, all kinds of articles about what was going on in terms, of especially things that had relevance on the spiritual level. Mm -hmm. Status of the island, and, and uh, you know, sharing more and more of your experiences as we got to know you and Al, and family, and you know, certainly discerned your heart as for that. Like, I, mean, I think you can talk a little bit more about how you know you yourself came to have Barbados a little bit later on your heart ministry. But I think we started to discern that there was a real opportunity. But again, like it seemed. Um, remote, like in in the sense that, you know, it really, um, you know, it, as we considered it, it, it like 
in terms of in fleshing it, it mm-hmm. seemed um, it seemed so abstract as a concept because we had no mm-hmm. no real contacts in in the country other than than your wife's family, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we had we knew really no other sort of Christians that were there, and so I think what really started to gain excitement is we talked about you know putting something out there, um, and I think that we started a Facebook marketing. Uh, you know, I, I've explained to other people, you know, this is the church that God used Facebook to connect. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, like who knew, um, that, that the Lord would do that. And, you know, you put out an ad campaign and I think you basically just sort of said, if, if you visited like the gospel coalition, yeah, we, we put out some feelers, place. we put out some feelers for folks in Barbados who maybe had, um, visited, you know, sites like desiring God or the gospel coalition or grace to you or some of these and um, set the parameters of the ad that people who had visited those sites would see the advertisement for our church. And as it turned out, there was a whole group of people in Barbados praying uh, that there would be a reformed church come to be planted on the island. And so, as you say, the, the Lord really brought that together, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, Barbados, from my perspective, is a place that has a ton of churches, but comparatively few healthy biblical churches. Like we certainly don't think we're the only one, right? There are other healthy biblical churches on the Island, but compared to the total number, we're talking about a relatively small percentage. Right. And that's, I think what really started to put Barbados on my heart was as my wife and I were visiting back and forth, we just began to see there's just not nearly as many good, healthy biblical churches in Mm -hmm. this Island as Mm -hmm. we really think there ought to be. So we started just kind of praying that there would be more good, healthy churches, that more churches would be planted, that existing churches would just move in a healthier direction. And then for us, it was like, as it says in the book of James, a guy needs clothes and a guy needs food. And you're kind of like, you know, go, I wish you well. Yeah. Hope it works out for you. Be warm and well-fed. What good is that, right? Right. And so it it became kind of a very practical consideration that, we're in a position to help. And if we see the need, we're in a position to help. Perhaps there's some moral uh, obligation there to, to do something about the need and that that would be the most loving thing to do with this um, next phase of our life, you know, as we began considering that. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, you know, to that point, like as it, it was clearly on your heart and your, your head, you started to press, you know, my, my inbox got flooded with more emails from mm-hmm. you from, you know, articles that you were reading and just sort of, you know, you were studying and, and trying to make connections with uh, with pastors in the area, and we started to think about it more, um, you know, more seriously and in depth. And I think certainly when that ad campaign went out, and uh, you you responded, I think almost every like that you had on mm-hmm. the page, and that enabled you to start connecting. Yeah, we started making some relational connections, yeah. and getting together. Took a couple of trips down to the island from Canada, where I was living at the time. Right just to meet people and just to start to get to know um, people that might be interested in forming the core group of this church. And uh, as time went on, we, we ended up building up a little core group of people that wanted to be part of this initial church plant. Like you say, it's something that, that God really brought about. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's so, it's sort of funny that we're sitting here in my basement, uh, you know, having this first podcast, because in many ways, like a lot of, the beginnings of CRBT Barbados 
started here. Like I'm yeah. sitting here looking at this little cubby hole of a room behind you yeah. where, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, um, what shall I say, uh, height challenged in terms of, uh, its ability to be <laughs> very used. low ceiling. It's very low ceiling. Yeah. And I, I, uh, always clock my head when I go in there, but it was just sort of, uh, we had a, 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 a table in there that, uh, you used because you were at the time. I, I worked out of that as an office. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you were living just down the street from. I had, I had moved to. So after Chris and I emailed back and forth, I had moved to Toronto to join Covenant, and um, moved into a small apartment. And there just really wasn't space for me to work uh, in that little apartment. So I asked Chris, "Man, do you have any space I could just come over and do some work?" And he he put me in this little room with like a four foot <laughs> eleven ceiling. No he's windows. Like, he's like, "Yeah, man, you can go in this little." dark little dungeon and do your work hey man i provided free <laughs> wi-fi right so, yeah the perks were good free I, I, free wi-fi free coffee and this office was rent free so yes, that's so i appreciate but but okay. humble beginnings humble beginnings is what you're saying yeah and we've come full circle from yeah. planning and dreaming and scheming in that that little cubby hole office in your basement to you like discipleship right like from there you were connecting with Barbados. Yeah. All these years later, interviews and all kinds of stuff. All these years later, church has come into existence Mm -hmm. and here I am coming back six years into the church plant, um, spending a little bit of time with the church in Toronto. And here we are recording our first podcast, looking back on those, those early days. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It's great. Great. What God has done. It really has been something that, um, that God has wrought. And though obviously there are, decisions we've made along the way and you know human players um it's all we've really seen god's hand guiding yeah this whole process for, for sure it was it was it became really unmistakable there were so many so many things that fell into place john just mm-hmm. in terms of people commitment um you know one little visit turned into the you know the first sort of test services in the mm-hmm. sky mall and uh you know i think you had like 40 people or something like that show up and a number of those people real commitment to you know planting the church and it was quick timeline it was it came about it came about very quickly you know so you there was there was dreams and plans and hopes and prayers mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there was CRBC Barbados so we we constituted in September 2017 and uh, we had 15 local members including my wife and I and when we think about the kind of church that we want to be at CRBC, the way we talked about our values in the beginning is that we want to be, or from the beginning, I should say, because they're still our values, is that we want to be a Bible-based church, a Christ-centered church, mission-focused church, and a maturity-focused church. We want, we want to be Bible-based in the sense that everything that we believe, everything we do, everything we teach, insofar as possible, is right. biblical. Then because the Bible is a Christ-centered book, everything ties together with that main theme of the person and work of Christ. Uh, we want to be a Christ-centered church. We want people to trust in Jesus in the first place, turn to him in repentance and faith, and be saved from their sin. So in that sense, we want to be a mission-focused church. We want to do that kind of thing, support that kind of thing locally, uh, even right down to you know our very own area of the island. Uh, but we also want to think about church planting in the future, right. maybe planting other churches in Barbados or even other churches in other countries, the way that you guys in Canada have planted this church in Barbados. 
uh, it'd be great if we could do the same thing or, or be involved in what maybe other churches are doing in terms of church planting. And then we want not only people to be saved, but we want people to be growing in Christ. We want them to be uh, learning to observe all that Christ has commanded. That it's not just going and making new disciples in the first place and baptizing them, but it's also teaching them to observe all that he's commanded. So there's a doctrinal component to that, learning what it is that Christ commands and teaches and learning doctrine and what the Bible says. And then there's also the the Christian maturity and the growing in holiness that's involved in actually putting that into practice. Right. So that's the kind of church that we aim to be and uh, uh, you know look to God to, to help us be as we continue to move forward. Now, some people might wonder, are, are we going to share leadership forever, Chris? This relationship that we presently have, right. is it always going to be these two Canadian guys leading CRBC Barbados? Is this an indefinite arrangement? Speak to that for a minute. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we talked about uh, how in heaven we would be out of jobs. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, certainly... People are just going to go see Jesus, man. They, they, Amen. They're me, not going to want to stop and listen to our preaching. <laughs> That's right. That's, I, I love you, brother, but I'm going to go sit under the, the Lord. Um, yeah, no, I, I think definitely not. Like, our real goal is to generate healthy, um, independent, uh, I mean, associational churches. Like, I think we are, um, you know, our church is uh, a member of the Reformed Baptist Network, and and uh, you are a Reformed Baptist Network missionary, and, and I think that ultimately we want CRBC Barbados to, uh, to join RBNet. As yeah, a, keep, as a, keep up the relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's, that's there, but in terms of sharing leadership, we see that as, as a temporary situation, which is basically to help, um, you know, disciple and, and, uh, and support proper establishment, be raising up locally, uh, Jonathan, native Barbadian. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. A blessing. And he's a great example of the kind of men that we're looking for. Yeah. Like, you know, we want to we want to see in in guys, we want to see character and competence. We want guys not just to be competent, um, but also to have the godly character that is required. But we also don't want guys that are just super nice, godly guys, but you know, not competent either. Yeah. We're looking for competence, we're looking for character. And then and then in our case, we're also looking for confessionalism. Right. Which um, which means that just that they align with the the doctrinal beliefs of our church, and right. we hold to the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith, which is just a historical document that was a consensus document among a number of Baptist churches back in the 17th century, where they got together and and wrote down their beliefs. And we don't think that we need to reinvent doctrine right. every every new generation. Right. And uh, what they wrote down was was a good summary of biblical teaching. Right. This this confession is for us um, subordinate to scripture. We don't think that it's above scripture nor even equal to scripture, but we do believe that it's a faithful summary of what the Bible teaches. And uh, the way that we try to preserve the integrity of what our church is is to insist that our our officers, our leaders, which is pastors and deacons, will be confessional men that subscribe to the. 1689 Baptist mm -hmm. Confession of Faith. So Jonathan is a great example, I think, of the kind of men that we're looking for. Godly guys, character, and then competent guys and professional guys that, right. that hold to what and, we believe. And I, I would say, like, I think there's also, you know, in the last 
coming into the sixth year. Yeah, September. yeah, we'll hit our sixth uh, anniversary in September. Yeah. You know, in the early days, you know, I, I mean, I think that there was a more dependent relationship in Toronto than there is now. In terms of, we had contingency plans if you went sick that we would, you know, yeah. even hop on a flight, you send know, someone to, on a plane to yep, cover to the pulpit, cover yeah. the pulpit. But you know, in God's providence, we have yeah. guys that trained up in CRBC Barbados that are only built even while you're here, yeah. you know, like Annie and Yeah, for sure. Preaching. So it's, it's yeah. Lord. And and we've made relationships with other good yeah. solid men in other churches as well. Happy to have them come and preach for us as well. The guys at Reformed Christian Fellowship or Berean Bible Church, People's Baptist Church, you know, like there's yeah. there's other churches that we have some uh connection with as well. So it's a it's a real blessing to uh, be in that situation. It's kind of like we've talked about. It's like going from a parent parental relationship with a small child to like a parental relationship with a big kid to a parental relationship with a teenager. And we're kind of working towards, um, though you want to have that good relationship all the time. Yeah. Um, and on an ongoing basis, even as adults, it's natural and it's good for the the church that is planted to grow in maturity, take more and more steps toward self-sufficiency yeah. and autonomy, like a growing child, right? Definitely. Yeah, and you, don't, so, you don't want the, the child 32 years old in your basement. Yeah, it's healthy yeah. to see that. Kind of I mean, we're in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, John, you know, like, this podcast was your idea, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, one of the questions that we probably should answer in the context of this podcast, what, what can listeners expect from CRBC Barbados? Yeah, I, I think this podcast is aimed at engaging Barbadians who are thinking through practical questions like how we ought to be living as Christians with respect to this issue or that issue, or thinking through theological issues related to what we ought to believe about this issue or that issue. I think my hope is that it will be a help and encouragement to Christians on the island, both inside our church and outside our church. And that it'll be the kind of podcast that's helpful both to people in the pews as well as people in the pulpit, so to speak. So we're not trying to make it a really uh, heady, abstract thing mm-hmm. for you know seminarians and um, you know academics and whatnot, but but hopefully for for all Christians. Uh, perhaps some Christians out there don't have a church home mm-hmm. and are drifting, kind of out there, languishing, disconnected from a local church and they could end up connecting with us and, and committing to our church through exposure to the podcast, or perhaps the podcast can help people who are already plugged in to other churches, um, just to be better Christians in the context of their churches and to help make their churches healthier and more biblical by applying what they're learning through the podcast. So it's really an attempt to be of some service to the Barbadian church at large. And I, I believe it will help our people and our church but I hope and pray it will help other people and other churches more broadly. too. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the practical emphasis and sort of like the, the podcast for everyone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's something I'd looking forward to listening to myself. Well, thanks for joining me on this first episode, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So that's all from us for today. Thanks for listening. And I uh, can't announce the next podcast date yet because I'm not that organized, <laughs> but keep your ears peeled and it'll be released eventually. They are peeled. All right. right. Thanks, Chris.